Robots Radio. Games. Lore. Stories. Community. Just press play. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to the Cyberpunk Lorecast, where we brave scanning the net to find all the deep history and lore of cyberpunk. I'm Toasty, a fixer that's new to Night City with a desire to jump into the details of this gritty setting. And I'm Genesis, an old school media tech with a love of character deep dives. Together, we will bring you the foundations of the past, the state of Night City today, and the news of the future. We've got incoming. Let's Delta. Welcome back, Chooms, to another episode of the Cyberpunk Lorecast. I'm your girl, Genesis, and with me, as always, is Toasty. Now, tonight, we have some tweets about Phantom Liberty to go over, and then we will bring our world travels to an end. We are making our way to Night City. Well, everybody's been there, and I don't mean on vacation. Tonight, we are talking California. Calatornication? Calacybercation? I don't know yet. Toasty, we have some tweets to go over tonight. We had only seen the tweet about Alex, but we have Kurt, Rosalind, Songbird, and Solomon to also go over so these are quite interesting they i mean it's just a couple of i mean it's twitter so it's 140 characters or less and a picture to go along with it about each of these i'm sorry i'm sorry jen it's x now oh it's still twitter i have to go to twitter.com because i'm pretty sure if i go to x.com it's going to take me to a completely different website that's true you can't do that Hey, look, my opera is still holding strong. I got the Twitter logo on it. And because it's opera, I know I'm going to keep the Twitter logo. No. I just went to x.com and it redirected me to Twitter. (laughs) 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 Oh, that's some bullshit. That's funny. That's really funny. But anyways. Okay. <laughs> so the first tweet we have, because uh, we talked about Alex, uh, next up is Kurt Hansen. Uh, his little 
blurb goes as such. Uh, to some, a gangster or a terrorist. To others, a charismatic leader creating a corpo and cop-free safe haven. Kurt Hansen arrested Dogtown out of Night City's control during the Unification War and keeps the district going with the money from his large-scale smuggling operation. I can't remember. Did we, did we know that he took Dogtown during the Unification War? I don't remember that. Well, so that's interesting. No, I don't know when he... I don't think... Because I'm trying to think back to the interview with the dev that was talking over the video of Dogtown, like the black market area. And I don't know if that was actually talked about, about the Unification War. I could be wrong, though. I could be forgetting. Yeah, so... uh, Yeah, and then his picture was just the picture of him. We've seen him in the trailers. Um, I don't have, like... He feel like he looks like somebody, but I don't know. Although somebody on Twitter posted Jocko Willink as a look-alike here, and I can see it. I can definitely see it. But I feel like that's not the one on my... You know, that I think of immediately. Um, Randy Orton when he was bald. He's a wrestler. Yeah, I can see that. All right. Up next, we have Miss Rosalind Myers, the current president of the new United States of America, now gearing up to fight for a fourth term in office. As the former CEO of Militech, she has no scruples about using her connections to further the Noosa's expansionist dream. I'm sorry, lady, where are you going to expand to? Like, are uh, you going to take over the free states? Yes, that's what she wants to mm-hmm. do. That was the whole point of the unification war, but she had to she had to stop because Arasaka intervened. So this is a very I mean, this looks very regal um, with a black background. It would almost be like a presidential picture that she has taken. She does not look beat up or scarred yet in this picture. Uh, beyond a little bit of a scar on her cheek that I can see, like lower near her jawline. Um, so I think that this is obviously pre-accident, pre-plane crash. Yeah. And it looks like she has relatively little visible cyber, at least. She's got like the little cosmetic like bits on like her temples. But other than that, I don't see anything. Mm-mm. Which is not to say that she doesn't have any. She probably does, but it is yeah. is interesting that it's less visible. She's got all that secret cyberware. Mm-hmm. And next up, we have a Songbird, once a hotshot teenage netrunner taking on dangerous and illegal missions. Songbird caught the attention of the FIA during a particularly daring heist. It didn't take long before her talent cemented her position as President Meyer's right hand. Uh, it looks like her name is Song So Me, and then Songbird is like her handle. Um, and it looks like from her, which is also we get like this is like the only like full or more like more body picture that we've seen because the rest of them mm-hmm. are kind of like busts. Um, so we see that she's obviously wearing like that net runner suit, like the the weight suit that, that the net runners wear. 
Um, but then she's got like, what kind of jacket is this? I'm not a fashion guy. Uh, it looks, it's a little bit odd because it looks both leather and jean. Like it's got puffy lining on the inside and then a jean jacket on the outside, but then the cuffs are made of leather. So it is definitely multi-fabric. Yeah. So she got some little pins on the jacket, some studs along the hem. And she's got a little bit of cyborg too, but everything else we can't really tell. Um, but she's a net runner, so she's got to have something. Mm-hmm. Her bodysuit's really cool. Mm-hmm. Oh. All right. And then we have Solomon Reed. As a veteran spy, even the years spent as a sleeper agent haven't dulled Solomon Reed's senses. Despite his complicated past with the FIA, his sense of duty to his country is unshakable. Uh, and he is wearing a black and red leatherish looking jacket. Uh, he's wearing that circle pendant again, and we can see a little bit more of the cosmetic stuff that he has on his face it's just got flashy red lights on it and of course the fact that he is Idris Elba his sexy face is just his sexy face true I don't know Tusty after everything that we've learned so far about Phantom Liberty and all of that where are we at with our bets on if he is still Morgan Blackhand I'm going to hold true to it all right. I think there's That's no where I'm at I think too. there's no point in getting Idris Elba if he's not like Morgan Blackhand. All right. I still think that everything within this story can still fit because nobody knows what happened to Morgan after after the Arasaka Tower. So Yeah. We well, we do know that in the time of the red, he was oh. working with the new United States of America. Yes, that's right. So, you know, Solomon Reed works within the... It's the same thing. I think those pieces connect pretty nicely, honestly. And didn't he work for Militech, too? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah he basically... Last we heard is that he, work, he was working with Militech and Noosa and then went AWOL, and no one's heard anything about him since. Maybe he was on ice for years. Exactly. It makes sense. All right. So, if of course, as always, if we learn anything new about Phantom Liberty, we will share it on future episodes. Our other big thing to talk about really quick is the official release of Danger Gal has happened at the moment of this recording. Today is August 3rd as we are recording it. Um, and Danger Gal is out. Go get it. Um if you pre-ordered it, it should be on its way to you, hopefully. Uh, and or if you are at Gen Con this weekend, go visit the booth out there and go meet the guys and gals from Artelsorian Games. Go watch a live that, play. Yeah, yeah. Um Almighty Crit will be there um refereeing some games. Um mm-hmm. so uh, if you've followed Cyberpunk or any of their uh, the Fumbling Four and Almighty Crit shows or whatever, they'll be there uh, showing off their skill. Or well, he'll be there showing off his skills. Um, 
But if you're not going to Gen Con, you can also get this uh, the Danger Gal uh, dossier at uh, the Artalsarian web store or Drive Through RPG. Mm-hmm. Very cool. All right. I have been to California more times in my life than I can count or remember. I've got tons of family down there. I would go there twice a year, every year, since I was like three. So California's cool, but let's learn about Cyberpunk's version of California. Which is notably less cool. Yeah. It's like it's split like Korea. There's now North California and South California. North Korea, South Korea. We are going to start with Southern California. So Southern California, also known as South California, or more commonly SoCal, was a state within the United States of America, which became a free state and later sided with the Union during the Unification War. Bordering its north, splitting from SoCal about where Fresno is located. Uh, mm-hmm. For anyone that's familiar with California geography, um, some of this stuff will will have information on the specific counties that they're split at. Um, but I'm sure people don't track the specific counties of the places in order to find out information. So the city of Fresno is about where the border is located. But yes, uh, to its border is Northern California uh, or NorCal, uh, which was also a state uh, which later became a free state and remains so. So Cal is totally a common phrase used right now to describe the southern part of California. So it makes sense that it translated over to cyberpunk. Yeah, and I think NorCal is used too, right? For Northern California? Probably less substantially, but I've definitely... uh, Yeah. The history from the 1990s to the 2020s. And of course, as we know, uh, the timeline diverts in the 90s from real world to cyberpunk. California became a free state in 2002 after the economic collapse of the original United States of America. Please see the previous episodes about NUSA and the free states to learn more about that. Yep. Northern California separated itself from the rest of California in 2012, and it would later become the newest state of the Union, officially recognized by the U.S. government in 2016 after years of, of seceding. Where remained of the old California was renamed as Southern California. Now, the free states of Southern California comprises of San Luis Obispo, Kings, Tulare, and Inyo counties, and those further south of Monterey, Fresno, and Mono counties, and points north seceded to become Northern California, an action that angered many down south. The Los Angeles Metroplex covered the entire coast from Santa Barbara to San Diego and stretched as far as San Bernardino. With the rise in temperatures, the eastern part of the state was all but uninhabitable, and everyone had migrated into the cities, leaving Death Valley, the Devil's Playground, and other such areas as empty wasteland patrolled only by the occasional nomad group 
Yeah, nobody wants to live in Death Valley to begin with. And so it would be Death Valley is hotter in this universe. <laughs> right? The weather was the worst of the hazards in the Metroplex. L.A. residents must cope with dense ground fogs, mixing with smog to create an acidic, poisonous soup. Gas masks and air vendors were everywhere. And the super fan chain of telephone-style air booths can be seen in every mall. Everyone in L.A. owned thin hooded dusters and knee-high boots, each made of special acid-resistant fabrics. Hmm, I kind of like that style, though, so I wouldn't hate it. I mean, the style, sure. I'm, I'm sure you would hate living in acidic fog perpetually. Oh, yeah, absolutely, I would. Um, but a hooded duster and knee highs, sign me up. That's fair. That's fair. Policing within was just as unpleasant as it was to live. Through a series of threatened strikes, the Southern California Highway Patrol and the urban police departments had garnered some real power from the state government. The Highway Patrol had near total power in the state. They had a covert operations section, which amounted to a secret police force rivaling the Gestapo in reputation, though not Damn. nearly as dangerous. At least there's that, I guess. Damn. Outside of city limits, the chips were effectively lords of all they surveyed. This power, combined with the lenient urban police regulations, kept the SoCal government on top of the heap in a state dominated by disgruntled urban citizens. Southern California was no longer the pleasant place it once was in its prime. It became an urban hell, rotten with pollution and acid rain. The people were not properly educated and became violent with more people buying guns than ever before. So, you know, you maybe think that reforming the education system and raising kids to be properly educated would help with gun control. So that's, I mean, it sounds like the opposite of that here, right? The less education, the more guns. Or is that a political stance that I shouldn't really be taking in this moment? I mean, as a person who lives in Texas, the answer is yes. Well, we actually have a database entry from 2077 about South California. People used to say that California was big enough to be carved up into smaller states. And it was. Only in much more extreme circumstances than anyone ever imagined. The Gold Coast, the Gold Coast state was split into two following a referendum in 2002 ratified only in 2016 by the federal government in Washington, D.C. Though clearly a symbolic division didn't go far enough. As soon as the Unification War broke out, both Californians were at each other's throats. Today, the citizens of South California want nothing to do with their cousins in the North. To make that blindingly obvious, they built a not-so-subtle 20-foot wall. And like most border walls these days, there are no warning shots. All right, Coasty, uh, I think I'm ready to move. Or at least 
move to Northern California, not Southern California. I will take their fashion ideas into my own personal wardrobe, but let's go to a mid-break and we will listen to words from our sponsors and then thank our lovely, lovely patrons. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the middle of the show where we talk about the show and not the lore of cyberpunk. And even though I won the bet, I'm still doing the mid break. We don't have any new reviews to read out and we don't have any new patrons to thank. But if you do go through and leave a review, um, your referee owes you 10 IP per Jay Gray. We don't make the rules, but he literally does. So go cash them in. You can also support the show by leaving a review on Spotify, on iTunes, on Audible, anywhere like that. And always make sure that you comment, like, subscribe, do all the things that make a podcaster happy. If you are looking for new dice, you can head over to fanrolldice.com and use the code CPLC Cyberpunk Lorecast and stack that with our friends over at the almighty crit gang um and their code is a l l m i g h t y c one zero use both of those codes and get a grand total of 20 percent off of your entire order all right i don't i don't think i have anything else to add to the middle of the show so let's get back into it northern california Yeah, North California, Northern California, NorCal, as the hip kids say. No, take that back. <laughs> I can say that. Uh, and I'm not taking it back. It's going to stay in there. And I say that knowing full well that Jin is the one editing this, so she can remove it if she wants to. Anyways, uh, so from the... Uh, much like uh, Southern California... Uh, we start with 2002 um, with the becoming of a free state um, after the economic collapse. In 2012, North California separated itself from California. Counties of Northern California voted to secede from the state when they grew tired of the increasing power of the Los Angeles Metroplex and its forceful control on the rest of the state. Northern California comprises of Monterey, Fresno, and Mono counties, and points due north. Where the split of the state, Northern California, had become an affluent state, anyone and everyone who could afford to leave the metroplex in the south came to the north. The cost of living increase brought about by these affluent people in turn drove thousands of northern californians out of their home and were forced to live on the streets or move to the worst worst sections of la 
not many people were willing to go to Southern California, which is why Northern California became one of the worst in the country for rampant homelessness. Sad, but expected. Yeah. The San Francisco Bay Area had become a busy port for Northern California as it was more economical for them to do their own international trade than to work through the U.S. government. The state had also hoped to be able to act as intermediary for the U.S.'s Pacific shipping, through the por- though the port of Seattle took that job on quite effectively. We also had an episode about Seattle and Washington. Yep. Go listen to those. Now, moving forward in time to the time of the Red... Following the Fourth Corporate War, Northern California joined the former U.S. states of Washington, Oregon, and Idaho, and the former Canadian province of British Columbia as the Pacifica Confederation. This loose group was a highly federalist, with their involvement in one another's internal businesses being limited to what that business crossed their borders. Together, they focused on rebuilding their infrastructure and becoming enough of an economic powerhouse to maintain the upper hand in the power struggle against the megacorps operating in the area and to keep the influence of the U.S. government at bay. Moving on uh, closer to 2077, in 2069... The unification war began between the new United States and an alliance of the free states. President Rosalind Myers had presented a unification program to extend federal rule over the rogue free states under the pretense of strengthening the nation. Northern California allied with the free states while the South allied with Noosa. Then Noosa, backed by the Militech Corporation, declared war on the free states. Night City had avoided the fight, but tensions were high in the face of the Noosa Militech invasion. In early 2070, Night City was saved from the impending invasion due to the efforts of Councilman Lucius Ryan. Ryan had used his decade worth of contacts on the city council and begged the long-shunned Arasaka Corporation for protection. Within days, an Arasaka supercarrier showed up in the Coronado Bay, resulting in the Noosa Militech Army to retreat hours later. Noosa and the Free States signed a peace treaty known as the Treaty of Unification, ending the war. And of course, we have discussed that somewhat before, but it's an important refresher. Mm -hmm. And especially since we talked about the Unification War at the top of the show, because that is what allowed Kurt Hansen to make his foothold in Dogtown. Mm -hmm. Uh, Night City emerged as a fully autonomous free city outside the laws of NorCal and the Noosa. It paid for its liberty with an increase in megacorporation influence as the corpos pumped money into the revitalization of the city so that way they could have a foothold in the west coast of Noosa. West coast, best coast. A concrete border wall was built between South and North California after the war by Noosa. Even though Night City had gained its independence from the North, Noosa still treated them as NorCal citizens. Thus, the border was extended through the Badlands south of the city. 
I think I can actually see that in game, right? I mean, it's not it's not a an, a physical wall, but isn't there a part out in the Badlands where it says restricted area, do not cross, and you can go cross it for a little while, and then you actually hit like the border of the game. I don't know what direction that's in, so I'm not entirely sure if that is what it's talking about, or we'll have to see. Um, I can't remember exactly where Night City is located in between all this. It would be close to the border, right? Yeah. The border was extended through the Badlands south of the city. Yeah, because I'm sorry, I'm trying to call where not obey. It doesn't say where that is. Okay, well, I'm seeing where these places are or whatever. What was the name of the place? It's like a super small location, right? That uh, Night City was, was founded? It's like a city there, right? Or is it just Coronado Bay? I actually don't know. And this is why we need to start taking our deep dive into Night City. But we've got a couple other things coming up before that. Was it Coronado Bay? That's what I said, right? Mm-hmm. It's the right one. It's like right there south of San Diego. Yeah, no, obviously San Diego is way far south. Where is Fresno? Oh, right in the middle. Okay. More, which would be northern based on real place. Morro Bay. Morro Bay. Yeah, Morro Bay. Where's that at? Um, in San Luis Obispo, uh, right on the coast. Uh, what big cities? It's by Pismo Beach, uh, Santa Maria. Night City. Yeah, it's in that little divot. Monterey Bay. We're so. The Monterey Bay? That's so, not Morro Bay. I think this there's a city like Morro Bay or something over in that area. But it's over in that area. So yeah, it would be right on the border. So maybe. Yeah. So I wonder if you can see like that other that wall to Southern California if you look out far enough. Maybe Santa Cruz? Santa Cruz would make more sense. Because if Fresno is the border between north and south going oh and that's monterey bay yeah let's see nice city located in real life moro bay and nearby los osos moro bay doesn't make sense oh because it's in that area city in california that basically doesn't have any existence but it's like it's where that little dip is at oh because it has if you zoom in close enough on California, there's another bay that's inside. So Morro Bay is probably this little body of water that's inside. That's why it's called Morro Bay, even though the greater one is Monterey Bay. <laughs> right, but zoom out and then find Fresno. Yeah, Fres- Morro Bay is way south of that. So why would the border wall... Damn, Unless it's not like a straight line dividing California, it's like a curvy wall. I mean, it is. It's not a straight line. <laughs> We've had vocabulary with Toasty. Now it's geography with Jen. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That is about what it's saying. And that's where Night City is. So. Whoa, okay. Is that near that little dip? It's not. But this one also has it near the little dip. So I don't know. 
Where's so, the counties at? Monterey Bay is closer to Night City. So go north of Morro Bay and you'll see Monterey Bay. I don't know. It makes sense to be in that little dip, like the top of Monterey County. Well, Jen, I'm not sure if we can see the wall in game, but we'll have to check and find out. But we can't do that right now. The best we can do right now is talk about the database entry from the game on North California. Since the end of the Unification War, North California has struggled to lead the free states in their opposition to Noosa's agenda for reintegration. As a leader in the worlds of finance and biotech, NorCal maintains one of the largest armed forces of any free state. However, even their substantial might is too little to challenge the federal government in open conflict. Instead, NorCal leadership stations its forces along the border with the highest concentrations of troops being placed on the border with South California, a state which has declared its allegiance to the Noosa government. I do like the 2077 database entries that we've been able to read about the other locations because it's like we spend, you know, we've got the 20 years of history of the tabletop books to talk about, but they have to kind of condense it down to one paragraph or less. Mm -hmm. um, and so it is nice to have just like a very small version of it. And then we get to talk about the vast majority of the lore behind it. So it's always cool to be like, these are some of the really key parts that somebody living in Night City needs to know. Um, here's the rest of the history. Really cool. Hosty hmm. nods in agreement. Well, okay. I think we've definitely talked enough about California. And we have some really exciting shows coming up in the next couple of weeks. And Seven Legend, Sam, my reporter friend, is going to come on to the show and talk to and talk with us about um, the role that the media plays in cyberpunk, because it definitely had a huge role in Noosa and the forming of the free states. And then, of course, it's a big part of the game in 2077. Um, the world news is always there. And then we've definitely talked about propaganda and other forms of media throughout the history of Night City or throughout the history of the world that we've been talking about for the last couple of months. So I'm really excited to have him on. We also have an interview, another interview with Jay Gray scheduled to come up pretty soon. Um, he'll be coming on to talk about Danger Gal dossier. I'll probably get some wild stories from Gen Con, which he is at right now. Um, so I'm really excited about our upcoming shows. And then, of course, Phantom Liberty hits soon, and we are working our way to Night City. So a couple interviews coming up, and then we will be getting that lore all that history that Night City has to offer. Uh, but in the meantime, if you'd like to hear more from me, you can hear me on the Two Girls, One Ship podcast, where we analyze, rate, and review all that the world of video game romances has to offer. And if you want to hear more from me, you can check out the Witcher Lorecast, uh, as well as the Cyberpunk Red live play podcast Cyberpunk Cyberpunk apostrophe D that I do with those fumbling for an almighty crit 
people I was talking about before. And at the end of every episode, we shout out Miracle of Sound and thank Gav for allowing his music to be used in our show. We use snips from the instrumental remix of Neon Red. And while the people are out there, Toasty, remind them to stay safe in Night City. Hi, I'm Aaron. And I'm Ariel. And we're the hosts of the Legend of Zelda Lorecast, a podcast about all things Legend of Zelda, from Errol to Zora. And all the fun things in between. If you're ready to dive deep and learn more about the Legend of Zelda lore and everything surrounding it, come join us on the Legend of Zelda Lorecast. You can find us on Apple iTunes, Spotify, Google, and wherever else you get your podcasts. We hope to see you soon. <laughs>